welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well today. We're going to give a quick shout out to Alexandria, Virginia. All right, Alexandria. Yes, 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 yes. I know where that is. You do? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, another place for us to visit. Get the old RV. Get the old RV that we don't have yet. <laughs> Yeah. Out and going. All right. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. Text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. If you are looking for a Christian clinical counselor and you live in the states of Alabama, Virginia, or North Carolina, Dr. J is your man. Or if you live anywhere else, he is a Pastoral licensed counselor. And ordained minister, so he can do pastoral counseling as well. So check him out. He is accepting new clients. What you got for us today? How do you make an egg roll? How do you make an egg roll? I don't know. You push it. Oh, wow. Okay. Got another. Oh, I hope it's better than that one. (laughs) Did you hear about the fire at the shoe factory? No, I did not hear about the fire at the shoe factory. Unfortunately, many souls were lost. Oh, my word. Okay. I got one more. Oh, no, not three. Okay. What do you call a pig who knows how to use a knife? A pig who knows how to use a knife. I don't know. A pork chop. (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) Okay. Do you know how long the shortest war in history lasted? Um, you got to guess? I have to guess. You have to guess. One hour? Well, you're close. It was actually 38 minutes. Oh. And it was between Britain and Zanzibar and is known as the Anglo-Zanzibar War. The war occurred in August 27th, 1896, and it was over the ascension of the next sultan in Zanzibar, and it resulted in a British victory. Wow, minutes. that was a short one. That was a short one. Hmm. All right. What about, do you like tug of war? Yeah. Tug of war actually used to be an Olympic sport. Did you know that? I did. You did. All right. It was part of the Olympic schedule between 1900 and 1920 and occurred at five different summer Olympic games. The nation to win the most medals in this was Britain with five medals and then the USA with three impressive we they don't they don't do that anymore no they don't they don't we used to have a we had a field day when at my high school that i went to and they would dig a mm-hmm. big mud pit and impressive. of course if you lost you had to go in the mud pit and wow. that was our 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 side lost one year did you ever get in the mud pit had to go in the mud pit. Did it get muddy? It was gross. It was really gross. Jonathan, I'm not a big really? fan of, of mud and getting dirty, but yeah, no fun. All right, so what's our topic today? We're talking about a little more narcissism. You know, narcissism and mirrors, those are our top things that people like to listen to. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is an interesting one. Okay. You know, there is an idea going around. Yes, there and is. There's a, there's a lot of substance to it that okay. narcissism is an epidemic within our youth. Oh, interesting. And many researchers have noticed and observed many young people exhibiting so many narcissistic traits. Right. And so it, thus it has been argued that there's this is the reason for the uh, increase in mm-hmm. the tendencies for many youth and population to portray or manifest our narcissistic uh, 
manifestations. Okay. Yeah. So there's several factors that I think back this up. I tend to believe this. I, 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 I think this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I jump I agree. on the bandwagon. Yeah, we'll we'll jump. I'll jump Why on not? with you. Why not? Yeah. Social media. Da da. That's oh, a yes. surprise. Yes. Yes. The rise of social media has been frequently linked to the increase in narcissistic traits among young people. Platforms like Instagram and Snapchat often emphasize self-presentation, TikTok. validation. Yes. TikTok, you don't stop. <laughs> likes and oh, comments man. and the cultivation of carefully curated online personas. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am so very glad that there was no social media around when we were growing up. Well, I was, it, I had a tough time in school anyhow. Yeah. I can't imagine if there's social media. Well, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and we had to watch our kids navigate that in high school and sometimes it wasn't wasn't very pretty. And, and to my, my view of things, I think a lot of times the girls, the teenage girls are often a lot worse than the teenage boys in some situations. And I think that's true, but I, I think they're also finding that boys are doing it in a different way. Males are doing it in a different way. Uh, okay. More, more aggressive, more violent, yeah. more uh, oh. risk-taking adventures. Well, such oh, as going up on saying. skyscrapers, walking on bridges, doing things that are kind of outright stupid, but for likes and shares so that they can. That know. makes. So they're, the, the guys are yeah. being basically kind of like the evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. The girls, it's, though, they're pretty catty. Yeah, and they're doing some of that too, but yeah. not to the degree. They're just kind of the uh, backbiting and the cattiness. behaviors. Yeah. But our society rewards that because if yeah. you get all these likes and shares, right. you get paid for it. You get quite a bit of uh, income. Yeah. I mean, there were no influencers in our day. And now nowadays, oh, the, the, the goal is to be an influencer, to have people liking you and following you and sharing you and things like that. So you can be an influencer and make money that way. And some people do. Some people make a lot of money being influencers. But at what cost? There was one young man that he climbed skyscrapers. Oh, my. And he did gain a lot of income from this. Right. But he was wanting to, you know, help his mom and dad out. And, yeah. And that's honorable. Uh, he's planning on getting married. And so he climbed up on one of the skyscrapers with the kind of the self uh, video. Oh, no. And he fell. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, think of all the people that have like taken selfies at, at monuments and Cliffs, mountains yep. and, you know, and have fallen to their death. I mean, it's awful. And so it's really a focus on self. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of look how beautiful I am. Look right. at me. Yeah. Well, all of it is really, if you yeah. really look at it. Well, we want, we feel like we have to be affirmed. And we're living in a society that really is living in, uh, uh, you know, our kids and our, our teenagers have been mm -hmm. reared in a generation that believes evolution is a fact. True. Instead of a theory. Right. And they're living like it. Yeah. They're living like there's no God. Right. Uh, they're living like evolution is a fact and they're the, you know, the strongest. Yeah. Um, it overcomes, uh, it's the strongest of the fittest. Right. And so, yeah, they're acting like it. And then you see this on Snapchat, uh, social media, LinkedIn, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Absolutely. I also think 
uh, a factor to this increase in narcissistic tendencies in our youth is parenting styles. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you you know, hundred years ago, um, parenting styles were more, you know, chores. It was mm-hmm. more expectations of sharing responsibility yeah. uh, of livelihood to survive. Absolutely. You know, whether it's like farm, mm-hmm. if you saw a little house on the prairie, it was kind of similar to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as technology and the uh, industrial revolution took place, mm-hmm. this began to change. And, and, right. you know, when we began to see the blessings of society, mm-hmm. I think parenting styles changed. I agree. I agree. Um, some, Experts argue that parenting styles such as uh, permissive parenting, mm-hmm. this is permissive parenting basically is characterized by high responsiveness and low demandingness, mm. which may contribute to the development of narcissistic traits. These yeah. children are consistently overindulged, given excessive praise without a realistic basis and face few consequences for their actions. Hmm. I saw that a lot mm-hmm. when I taught at the Christian school, ironically. Oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you um, did. Yeah. I saw parents letting their children basically, uh, per, you know, allow them to misbehave. Run the house. And made them a victim and they right. ran the house. Yeah. And then they wonder why they got in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and so they do the same. Well, and, and I've seen a lot of that. Uh, in the schools as well, you know, used to teachers were kind of mm-hmm. revered, respected, respected would be a better word, respected, and the parents would back the teacher up. Now the parents back the kids up and act like the teacher is in the wrong. And we wonder why um, individuals are being pulled over for speeding, maybe right. 10 miles over the speed limit. Yeah. And they start arguing with the police officer. Would never in a million years. I mean, I might cry, <laughs> but I would not argue with an officer. But they do, and they'll film them, and it's ridiculous. And that's the society we're in. They don't think people don't think they do anything wrong, and they shouldn't have consequences. And, and it's, it's created by that. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. Um, authoritarian parenting, too. Ironically, you would think, wow, they would be so insecure and insignificant, low self worth that this mm-hmm. would not be. Uh, one of those parenting styles that would have a, a influential effect, mm-hmm. but actually authoritarian parenting styles, uh, kids tend to, out of a defense mechanism, mm. become more narcissistic, uh, and in order to cover up their insecurities. That makes sense. So authoritarian and permissive parenting styles tend to be the main central parenting styles that uh, tend to encourage narcissistic tendencies in, in, in children. I can see that. I can see that. Um, you you want to add anything to that? No, I mean, the kids are with the authoritarian. They're trying to escape and, um, and, and make excuses. And so, therefore, they kind of want to be in authority. So that's why they become more narcissistic, I believe. To protect themselves. Yeah. It's understandable, but still wrong. And they don't want anybody else to be an authoritarian over them again. Yep. So they're going to become a narcissist, so that won't happen. And they tend to get fired from jobs and things right. like that. Yep. Yeah. Cultural influences. Well, our society is, is you know, you don't see this as much in Asia. Uh, yeah, well. They they're don't more have collective, yeah. right? 
Right. Uh, but in our society and our cultural norms impact considerably mm-hmm. because we prioritize individual achievement, external validation, and material success, which kind of uh, cultivates uh, narcissistic traits. You know, the external motivation has become so big. You know, used to kids had more intrinsic intrinsic. Uh, validation, but now they want the external. They want people looking at them, liking them, making those comments, things like that. And it's it's to their detriment, I feel. And 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 we've seen so many young people um, resorting to suicide and things like that of that nature um, because because of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Educational system. Our mm-hmm. educational system is ripe for the harvest of narcissistic uh, kids and teenagers yeah. and, and that turn into adults, obviously. Absolutely. Um, you know, our educational system, and you can back me up because you're a, you've got your doctorate in education. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Excessive praise and reward. What do you think about, look, I'm not against praise. I'm not against reward. Right. But do you think as a, a doctorate, have your doctorate in education that mm-hmm. we tend to overdo that. Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, can, we get to the point where you're praising everything when you should just want to do it and need to do it. And, and that's the thing. And, and that's the thing. It's, I, I don't know. I mean, kids, oh, you're sharpening your pencil today. Yay. That's awesome. Give yourself a sticker. Oh, you, you brought your homework in yeah. when you didn't all year, but you brought it in today. So hallelujah. I mean, they want to be, oh, you, you finished all the problems on your paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Those things were <laughs> used to be expected, but now we got to praise that. And, and that creates a narcissistic tendency. It does. It's, it's a, um, it yeah. does. Overemphasis on competition. Um, you know, I don't see this as much. Right. Because we've gotten kind of socialistic in our education. Yeah, we have. But it's still there. Yeah. I think the competition of personal glory. Mm-hmm. I don't think competition is necessarily bad. Right. But I think uh, it can, for some personality traits, um, really... Uh, kind of encourage those behaviors. Absolutely. Yeah. Lack of empathy on uh, empathy on in social skills in mm-hmm. the educational system. Um, I think, you know, narcissistic traits often involve a lack of empathy mm-hmm. and an education that neglects these aspects contribute to the development of self-centered attitudes. Absolutely. Uh, entitlement culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's we talked about that just a little while ago. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think a lot of our kids just feel entitled because they're watching mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to be a teacher in this generation. Well, I, you know, I did get out of the regular classroom because it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, now I'm, you know, thankfully helping train t- students to become teachers and trying to give them some insights into the kids that they're going to be facing nowadays, because it is totally different. I mean, I started teaching in the nineties and kids now from where they were in the nineties, it is night and day. It's crazy how different it is. Overemphasis on external validation. Yes. Uh, When the educational system places too much important on external markers, such as success, grades, test scores, appearance, students develop a dependency on external validation. 
Well, and, and the test scores and, and all the testing and everything brings about anxiety and, and a whole plethora of other things that are thrown in the mix. So, so how we help these kids, mm-hmm. say you have a kid, right. That is struggling with some obvious self promotion, feel, feelings of entitlement, mm-hmm. some narcissistic tendencies. Mm hmm. Uh, how do we help them? I tell you, um, the first thing I would do if I today, if I if I had a teenager or a young person today as my child, I would take away their technology, yeah. even though they would feel like they were dying, and I would get them off of social media, um, which would put them in a in a tough spot, and I would be the horrible parent, but. Just to take them away from that stuff and and kind of reprogram them to realize that they need to be pleasing God and getting God's you know approval rather than people's. And so you would really have to reprogram them. I think I totally agree with you, yeah. but I don't know in this generation how realistic that is. Right, and that is sad it because is sad. I think we should work for that. I think you're exactly right. Yes. But a lot of parents, we have families that if the couple is still is married, right? Um, if they have a, a father and mother in mm-hmm. the house, and that's a big if, yeah. Um, they're usually both working, right? Kids are, and they're not alone. involved with their kids, and no. and I think that we use mm-hmm. the technology. Mm-hmm. As a babysitter, we do. Uh, it's a reward. It's a babysitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a validator. Everything, yeah. and it's not good. It isn't good. No. It isn't good at all. And and it makes kids think things are important that aren't important, um, like their people's opinion. And you know, people's opinion. And never in my life. Have you seen some of the comments people will make on people's posts nowadays and people's TikToks and things like people are just nasty. There's been teenagers that have killed themselves and adults do the same thing. Yeah. Adults should be setting the example for the teenagers. So you you expect kind of the teenagers to be that way and to be snarky and things like that. But it's the adults that are not setting the precedence for the children, for the teenagers to see, okay, this is how we act. This is how we react. Well, a little quick sidebar. Okay. Our social media was purposely set up this way. Right. You know, from a theological, biblical standpoint. Right. Everyone wondered how the Antichrist and his one world government would would be able to know everything about everyone, where they're going and what they buy. Oh, yeah. Well, this is it. Yeah. We, you know, people say, I'll never give my information to the government. Guess what you're doing? Every you're day. You're giving it these games on Facebook. Yeah, that we like. That we, <laughs> we like. like, yeah. They're collecting our information. They are collecting. And yeah. even if you talk about, oh, well, I want to buy this chair. And then you see all these ads about chairs when you didn't even. It's sometimes list- you think about it's it. It's listening. Yes. Yep. It's crazy. Well, that was a sidebar. That but was that a sidebar, is, but yeah. They've created a society. They, right. the elites, yeah. uh, have created a society where people mm-hmm. are dependent upon the technology, which is a real um, trigger to creating a perfect environment for narcissistic tendencies within our kids. 
And our kids are seeking their affirmation from this. And a lot of times parents are not giving them the affirmation they need. Mm -hmm. They're just letting them get it from social media. So we as parents really need to examine ourselves and our parenting styles. And and are we allowing too much? Are we having these conversations with our kids to make sure that they aren't going, you know, over the top? with stuff and trying, you know, trying to get people to validate them for things they say or the ways they look or their hair or their body or, or like you were talking about the, the stunts they do. We need to have those conversations with them because instead we're just kind of pushing them towards it and we've got to have those conversations. And that, you know, that gets into encourage empathy. Right. In order to encourage empathy, you're going to have to be involved in your kid's life. Right. As a Christian, yeah. we should be really pressing God's word and God's love and God's truth upon right. our kids. Yeah. We should also be empathetic and teaching empathy to our kids. Correct. Uh, so I think empathy is huge because a lot of our kids are growing up uh, with low emotional intelligence. Yes. Yes. Set boundaries. And you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, seek professional help. I think just about everyone needs counseling. Especially Uh, nowadays. I really, I, I agree. And you know, those boundaries are important and we need to set boundaries for ourselves and show our children that we're doing those things. Eat at the table. Yeah. uh, No electronics. Right. Time to a play night. Yeah. uh, Bible study or a short worship service. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Yeah. And taking ele- yeah, I wish we had done this, taking electronics away from them before they go to bed. Yes. Because they don't need to have phones and everything in the room. They don't because it's too much of a temptation to get on there and play and talk and get, get on, on social porn. media. Yeah. Another thing. Yeah, there's yeah. So I mean I would I would highly, highly suggest to parents and, and nowadays don't let your kids have your, their phones at night. In their rooms. I agree. Say they, they need an alarm. We'll buy them an alarm clock. They actually still sell them. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. Teach accountability. Right. Help your child take responsibility for his or her actions. Yeah. You know, involves acknowledging mistakes, apologizing right. when necessary, learning from experiences. Right. Reinforce the idea mm-hmm. and uh, help them to grow, but it helped them not to feel entitled. And we've got to set that precedence. It's important to that us that we as adults that we as parents start setting these precedences for our children focus on um uh, self-worth there is a self-worth in the bible there is you know just like it says love your neighbor as yourself right god already knows we love ourselves yes, that yes. we love it too much sometimes yeah um, but we you know i believe we should have a christ esteem and that right we should know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and that we are a vessel for christ for his yeah. glory Right. And so uh, really not focusing on me, myself and I, but that we are somebody because what Christ did for us. Absolutely. Model healthy behaviors. Yes. Kids. Yes. Encourage open communication. Right. um, Positive reinforcement. Yes. Be patient and consistent. Mm -hmm. Consistency is the key. Yeah. You know, we look at this. uh, The Bible really talks about the opposite. Right. You know, Jesus said in Matthew sixteen twenty four, um, "Come, follow me." And I, and actually, then Jesus said to his disciples, "If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, yes. take up his cross, and follow me." Yeah, that means denying ourselves. In Matthew six ten, 
Uh, Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. Not my will, but his will be done. Yes. And we need to be more God-centered, not child-centered. We do. And, and we do need to teach our children about Christ-esteem and the difference. I mean, you mentioned that, the difference between Christ-esteem and self-esteem, because there is a difference. We want to ple- be pleasing Jesus. We want to be pleasing him rather than the world. And we need to teach our, our children and ourselves that at the end of the day, who's, who's proud of me? Is everybody out in the world proud of me or is God proud of me? And who do I want to be pleased with me at the end of the day? I think this was a good one, practical one, and I hope it helps everyone out there. I think everyone should listen to this podcast for that very reason, because this is a very practical and very serious issue. Absolutely. And it definitely helps us remember that. God can take your mess, turn it to a message for his glory, for your good. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Goodbye.